podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. In 2003, Nike signed 13-year-old Freddie Adu to a seven-figure contract. But Freddie didn't live up to the hype. He has turned down every single documentary project looking closely at the details of his career. Until now. People are going to look at everything you did because of the hype surrounding your arrival and what they think you can be. I'm Grant Wall, and this is American Prodigy, Freddie Adu, from Blue Wire Podcasts. Rashford, he's in here. He scores! Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. And it's a lad from Manchester who scores. Only chance in my team like Man U. Yeah, like Man U. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Hello. Good evening. Welcome to another episode of Mugger. I'm glad you joined by my great cast of Mariah. How you doing? Yeah, not bad. Good to be back. How you doing, Stevie? <laughs> bro, I'm, I'm good to see you, bro. I'm good to see you. I don't know why hey. you didn't start with with me, fam. Because hey. this is the part time over here. So the guests, <laughs> you got some laughs, bro. Hey. hey. I'm just here to see how you're doing, brother. Obviously, I listen every week. You've been asking for me, so I came, no? <laughs> good to see you, isn't it? How you doing? Because it's been a minute. I'm good, bro. I'm good. <laughs> and, um, yeah, welcome, Stevie. <laughs> how you doing? <laughs> Obviously, as a, as a frequent contributor to this podcast, it's good to see some other members on here bringing in their thoughts every now and then. Uh, I don't know, Mariah's become a bit of a part-time, hasn't it? So I had to call him out a couple of weeks just to see if he was still present, still active 
and it's good to see that he wants to contribute, isn't it? So I'm I'm happy I'm all for it. Discord, Patreon. Um, once in a while, I'll even edit a pod for you guys. <laughs> it's fine. Don't you? Don't you worry. Man, a man's head is hot. He's talking about the back office <laughs> dynamics of editing the pod. <laughs> is not just the front end stuff. The back end oh, stuff. Is it. It's cool. It's cool. You, you can fill out the Trello. You can fill out the Trello board after this, yeah. <laughs> Man said he's on pro rata, you know, that's disrespectful. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he said he's pro. <laughs> and last but not least, with his new ring light, Michael. Oh, trust me, man. Yeah, man. I got, <laughs> I got paid this week, so, you know, I invested in some studio stuff, man. What's going on, though? I'm good, I'm good. So before we get into it, this, after yesterday's crazy game, obviously you have to do the usuals. The Discord, of course, it was popular yesterday, especially... After that Arsenal game, I wish I was on there. I, I would have got a couple of just just a couple of just a couple in, but join in the Discord. It's always popping, always popping. And Elijah, some listeners have mentioned that when you're doing the like the preamble, you always sound like someone's putting a gun to your head. Um, <laughs> no. I've listened back and I can't disagree to be honest with you. Hey, so uh, let's, let's do that again with a bit more gusto, yeah? Let's go. Three, two, one. Action. So wait, what now? Now what we literally put in a gun to his head. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so at the end of the day, the Discord is popping. Join it. It's live. <laughs> um if you are on the Patreon, you would have seen me with Michael and Sebi. And I was wiping sleep out of my eye. But, you know, if you saw the, the, the predictions, I almost got it right. I said 2-2. Two, two, two. So it was a bit, bit, bit sweet seeing Cavani head that in. But, um, yeah, the, the, the Patreon, we've got some content on there. Got some coming, hopefully some coming this weekend, just in general. Just we've still got a bare backlog of all our stuff. So if you want to join, it's all... Still ever present, really, so it will still be re- most of it will still be relevant to watch. I love when you not say hopefully, like you aren't the content creators yourself. <laughs> oh, ho- hopefully, we'll, we'll upload some content onto Patreon, <laughs> guys. This week, we're gonna have our uh preview of our game on the weekend. Who have we got this weekend, Elijah? In the prem, uh, West, West Ham away, West Ham preview of the West Ham game. We'll have a top 30 episode if Stevie can get out of bed and um. Oh, we'll- <laughs> We'll have, that's their triggering because I'm in bed right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, something else, and something else new for you guys, but yeah, uh, patrons, we appreciate you all. Um, and yeah, just, just yeah, just keep uh, watching, listening, likes, uh, put some comments in there. Let us know what sort of content you want us to to, to see. Because obviously, Stevie, he, he's he's down for the grind. Obviously, he's full time. He says full time. So you know, <laughs> <laughs> one one thing a week. The guy's telling us you know he's full time. <laughs> you know what we should do, yeah? We should do Patreon content that guarantees you to come on, Mariah. People actually <laughs> pay for that. Because this club ambassador that comes on once, <laughs> once every two months. Said he's Sir Alex with it, you know? Yeah. Wow. It's cool. It's cool. Don't worry. That's wow. fine. Wow. You can't on the pitch. That's yeah. disrespectful. <laughs> he said he's never on the pitch, you know? That's wow. crazy. Wait, do you guys agree with him? Huh? Wow, no, I'm just agreeing. No, no, no. You said you're not on the pitch, Mariah. Like, right. <laughs> right. There was, there was no confidence in any of those notes. Nah, I just, yeah, you're right. There was no confidence. Elijah went up an octave 
Uh, Michael's <laughs> scratching his hair. He ain't even got any. You've come on smoke today, fam. <laughs> but um, and lastly, you've got the YouTube. So this will be uploaded on Wednesday. If you're more of a visual watcher, then yeah, you can catch us there. But let's get to into the meat of it. 3-2 versus Southampton. Weird game because that was probably our best performance of the season overall. But we somehow found found, found ourselves 2-0 down. So I wanted to ask Stevie, what did you think of our first half performance? Um, you know, in that first half, I thought we came out of the block strong, um, to be honest. Um, I was I was excited about the lineup to see Van der Beek, obviously. Um, playing Greenwood and Rashford up top as well. It seemed like a pretty attacking um, lineup. And I thought, considering how well Southampton um, press and how an intense side they are, which normally is our Achilles heel, I thought we started really well. Um, and then obviously we had a couple of chances to go ahead. Greenwood probably should have put the chance he had away. And, and I thought we were creating. But then... As soon as that first goal went in, we kind of crum crumbled a bit. Um, we went inwards and we weren't creating as much. And I thought as soon as James or Prowse got another another chance to um to set up another goal, he would. And and obviously we went we went 2-0 behind. But I think on the balance of the play in the first half, I wasn't too mad at it. I've seen some worse performances from us this season, and I thought we were unfortunate to be behind. Um so Obviously, when we came in this out in the second half and 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 we started getting some goals, I wasn't massively surprised because I thought our first half performance sort of warranted the lead or or at least to be level. Yeah, um, just to go through some of the chances, Greenwood, uh, you mentioned it there. The that was one poor, where man. That was poor. One took around the keeper. That yeah. was so poor for Mason. I'm, I was surprised he didn't at least hit the target. Mm. He's not recaptured his form from the back end of last season, has he? So he's been in and out of the team. He's had personal issues off the field. So, yeah, I think Mason back end of last season puts that in the net. So, yeah, it was, it was disappointing to, to see him miss the target that one. And then, was there another? And then Bruno hit the post. There was a slight nick on it, but it hit, hit the post and it went out for a corner. Um, and then after their two goals, we had another chance where the keeper kicked it straight to Greenwood. And he struck it straight at, at the keeper. And then Bruno missed a very good chance. And so we had three decent chances. And overall, pressed very well in the first 20, 25 minutes. After that, Southampton really came into the game once they got their goal. Um, talking about the goal, the first goal especially. The, the, we'll talk about the first goal. Um, who, who do you think is to blame for that goal in terms of what could, could we have done better, uh, Michael? I think, obviously, I would love to say don't give away corners, but obviously you can't really prevent that because Ward Prowse with his dead balls is a big, big problem. He, If he wants to put it in a six-yard box, which he did, he'll put it there. So it just comes to trying to defend it, and it's very difficult to defend against a ball like that. Very, very difficult. But R Rashford wouldn't really... Obviously, he wouldn't defend his man very well, and I think... Obviously, it worked out that Cavani came on in the end, but if you have Cavani on at the start, a bit more high, a bit more presence, because Rashford, he's a few inches shorter than, the, than, I think, what's his name, the defender that's called? I can't remember now. Bednarik. Um, 
Yeah, there we go. So my man there. And obviously he's a bit stronger than him in the air. So he was, it was a bit of a mismatch. So I was a bit disappointed that Rashford was kind of marking him. And then even for subsequent corners, because marking him still was like, they didn't learn from the first goal. But anyway, I think maybe that's me being a bit harsh. But in any case, I think it's a very good ball and limited things you can do about uh, that ball. I think any sort of connection as the guy got on it, it was going in the net because that ball was very difficult. Very difficult for the guy to really do anything with the... Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a very, very harsh, harsh goal to complain about defending. Maybe get a bit more height in there, but I think the ball is that good. I literally think the ball is that good. It's very difficult to defend against. A good keeper in the air comes and gets that. I don't know. But the ball was coming in it such comes, they, the near post. Do you think he comes through the players? Then even if they don't catch it, they influence it in some way, shape or form. That's uh, not too dissimilar from the goal that we conceded to make it 2-2, where they, we just look stranded and the hair is just in the, the goal line with his hands up. Like, come on, you're a big man. Uh, this, this guy's been watching too much basketball, man. Uh, <laughs> no, I, I think the ball was so near the near post. The guy the has to leave the centre where he was, come out and basically take out, potentially take out a player. And obviously, sometimes goalkeepers got to do that. They just got to come and say, this is mine. I'm taking whoever's in front of me. But I think... The way the ball was, it was just, just shoved near post and the guy nicked it before the game would have got there. It would have been in the net. So I, I don't think, think yeah. we could criticise the gear too much there. I think the ball was too flat for the hair to come for, for it. Because if it was more yeah. up in the air and it came down, like, but the ball was just straight. It was flat. It was a flat delivery. So it can't really come for that. And then because Rashford mm-hmm. loses his man at the near post, he can't really do much. And he was very boxed in at that point as well. So he was very hard, hard to move. So I feel like that's harsh yeah, on the hair. Yeah. The second goal, though. Because the hair is not good at coming to get the ball from yeah. But a keeper who is, comes and influences that. You don't let the ball get that close to the goal and then you just stay on your line. Once it's once, once it's that close to the goal, you can't just stay on your line and not influence it in any way, shape or form. So you're either waiting for your guy to get it or you're waiting for them to get ahead on it. Your your keeper has to your keeper has to be more proactive in those scenarios. I think even if he does come for it, he doesn't get there because the ball is just too it is it's too flat. Because even if he does come for it, it will look like he's in no man's land. Exactly, he'll end up in a highlight room. It's actually is a did, wicked, did he not? It's a did he not with his hands? Did he not with his <laughs> Alright, cool. That was good, innit? That was good goalkeeping. No, I think it was a very difficult ball to defend. Very difficult. The way the ball's whipped yeah, in, it literally just dropped on the guy's head. He just needed to turn his head in the net. When Honestly, yeah, I think we just we just got to give praise to James Ward Prowse for that Thank that you. delivery, man. That was right on the sixpence for Begnarak. I even felt like it was it would have been a struggle for for Rashford to get there. I think just outstanding delivery, and it looks on the face of it that. Like the defending team probably should have done slightly better with it, but sometimes just hats off, man. It's, it's oh, I think Russia let his man go. Yeah, he, he wasn't near, nowhere near him, man. He kind of went to sleep for a second. Bang! Once, yeah. once. Obviously, when you're defending a corner, you can't go to sleep because a man gets a yard at you. Bang! You're, you're, he's not even near him when he has the ball. So, all right, cool. We'll leave it. But, but the second goal now against Istanbul it didn't really matter. It didn't really matter too much, but. For their goal, the hair for some reason dived behind the line, and I thought that was weird. I thought that was hilarious. When he done it versus Southampton, now there was a lot of contention about 
Was it really his fault? Should he have done better? Was it impossible? I'm going to come to you, Mariah, because you have a very clear view, view, view on this. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking at DDG's, yeah. The thing is, yeah, once it was a, it was a decent strike from James Wood Prowse, but it wasn't top corner. Once you get a firm hand on it, you have to be influencing the ball. The fact that he's gone backwards, that's also impacted the time with which he's gotten to the ball because he's gone backwards, backwards. I don't understand that. He's gone backwards and to the side. But by the time he's gotten a full hand on it, he can't he can't let it go in from there. Sorry, sorry. That That's very poor. That's very, and like you said, he did that against Istanbul. Um, and obviously it doesn't matter because we were, we were quite clear of them. But in that game, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at DDG and saying that either you just get your fingertips to it and it grazes your fingertips and goes in. But isn't this what they train for? Getting a full hand on it. And once you get a full hand on it, your hand is strong. And it's at least bouncing back off your hand and coming out. He just kind of got a full hand to it and then he just let it go in. And, and the, the diving backwards thing, I mean, you need a physicist to come on and explain what's going on in, in, in that particular scenario. Personally, I think I think I think it just means he's getting across too late. Because if he has to dive backwards, his footwork isn't quick enough to get across enough where the ball is still not par- past the line. So if he's diving backwards, then he's just not get getting across fast enough. So that's probably have to have he has to rethink his position on free kicks or because maybe he's just getting a bit slower and you can't get across. But he got a bang on the knee from that. Um, and we went into halftime, very weird feeling because we actually played well. Well, we played well and then we got a bit scared. And then we made two changes at halftime. The hair came off with an injury. And then at the time, I thought it was very harsh that Cavani came on for Greenwood. But Cavani came on and the impact was pretty clear. Um, Mariah, I'm going to come to you first about the first goal. Um, Him again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. His views going, cannot be that valid. Come on. I'm going back around. I'm going back around. Come on, man. Get your oh. pens up. Get your pens up. <laughs> <laughs> sit down. Mute him, Elijah. Anyway, yeah. Um, Cavani coming on... Um, he did pretty decent against Istanbul. The thing is, what you see with him is very much a player who has had a long and extended period not playing football, also factoring in his age. So you can see that in his mind, he's still got that mind where he's sharper and faster than all the defenders, but it's almost like his body can't necessarily execute what his mind wants to do. But he's always moving, always a danger, always working. Um, the pass for Bruno, the pass to Bruno. Very good from the right-hand side. I saw Cavani on the left, on the right, on the edge of our box, linking up play. The problem with that was that when it then came time to get back up, he didn't have the legs to get back up. What's, what's Cavani doing on the edge of our box? Um, and Bruno's Bruno. Like, like I said to you guys at the start, at this point, he is, he is inevitable. It does not matter how he plays. He is going to make sure that he impacts the game in some way. Um, question marks about if he needs to play as recklessly as he does to be that successful, because I think the passes that he makes from the halfway line where he's trying to play that final ball, don't take away from the movement that he has. And he has an anticipation, a sense for where the ball's going to drop. And it happens so often that you cannot say that it's by luck. He's just always in and around the danger area. So it would be great if he could just 
come back down on those wild passes and pick his moments a bit better. But yeah, good finish on the swivel from, from Bruno. Good pass from Cavani. And I said... Football is back in full swing. You might not be at a game this year, but you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Bet Online is going the extra mile to make sure you can get in on every possible chance to win this season. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than anywhere else. You can get in on their season opening bonuses today and start off wagering on wins, division, and championship futures all day, every day. Head to Bet Online today and take advantage of all the great sign up bonuses. Don't forget to use the promo code BLUEWIRE at betonline.com. AG. That's Blue Wire, all one word. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. When I was watching on Discord that to get back into the game and win it, we needed a goal within the first 15 minutes. And it was like 59 minutes, 20 something. So once we scored that, I was like, okay, we, we've got a game on our hands. Michael, the second goal. That, that was just classic. To me, that's just something. That's just a South American striker right, right there. <laughs> flinging his head at a ball, which he has no reason to. Just flinging it with all his might. But, um, yeah, I mean, at that point, we had a lot of... We had, we had a few chances and Cavani was at the heart of it. So, just for the second call, is that something that we... Is that something we haven't seen for, for a while from our current from our current crop of strikers yeah he was sniffing like he just he took a gamble and it paid off I don't, I don't think we see that enough from obviously we've seen a lot on the TL since about Martial would Martial have done that and whatnot and deep down I don't, I don't think he's got that killer instinct that striker's instinct the the instinct to be sniffing in and around the box I think I don't know if you can teach that. I think Cavani was just thinking, you know what? If this bubbles to me, I'm in the right position. And the, the gamble paid off. And I think that you can't teach that. That's someone, as Mariah said, who's been around the game at the highest level for how many years, who knows what it is to score goals, who probably has many goals from just taking a little gamble, just putting his head, as you say, where if someone booted him, I always remember that John Terry kicking off, nearly kicking off the RB's head. I always got that image in my head. So you've got to be brave. And he put his head. I, 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 I sometimes it's brave or stupidity. Either way, um, you, he put in his head in harm's way, in it, and it fortunately paid off with not just one but two goals. Um, Stevie, lastly, the third goal. Um, there was a bit that went a bit under the radar until it was spotted on social media, but um, in a weird basketball way, Maguire posted a screen to get referenced some space to get the crossing uh they want they are crying for him to get a pre-assist for that as the media do because they're nasty with that guy but um yeah just talk, talk us through through the third goal just generally yeah i don't know about all of that screen stuff i keep it football on this this podcast right, this only. um <laughs> bro bro go get back on me um but yeah that's that's fantastic play from Cavani. Yet again, like the second and the third goals, we just don't have strikers in our team who would actually do that. And I think that win was was just symbolised by Cavani's play there, like top striker. He's got the header. It's not even an easy header to do and it's characterised by the near post run he's made as well. Um, 
yeah, I'm coming to get claim all my clout tokens on this podcast today because I said Cavani should be starting on this podcast. They savaged me. I said it in the chat too. They savaged me again. But there they were celebrating his two goals. And you I need to claim... You want to win games. What are you talking about? <laughs> look, 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 look. I'm not done. I'm not done. Hey, I, know you. not. I know you're not done. Mariah, you, you, you almost, you you almost had me. You almost had me giving up our saviour. Yeah. Giving up our saviour, Bruno Fernandes. <laughs> he almost tricked me into saying he's crap. Mm. But since that day, this guy has come out every week. And now you're like a mouthpiece for me. Talking about, talking about Bruno. What a quality player. What a quality player, let obviously. Me, let me say that. I said he's a good player. I didn't say... Don't put words in my mouth. In terms of Cavani, Cavani still is not at his sharpest. So that 45 minutes was great. Um, didn't notch against Istanbul. Uh, probably the poorest side that we've played this season. He's coming along. He's coming along. Like long term, our future is still Marshall or Mason Greenwood. But enjoy that. That's a big win for us. A big three points. Um, we're now up up among the top half of the table, and another win against West Ham, which will be tough, would mean that we're we're in and around the top four. Uh, considering the fact that we've what 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 won one game at home, um, yeah, that would stink. You know that that would be you know some. What, Go on. I've got to ask you. Do you actually think? Greenwood and Rashford are the futures of, of being strikers. Because to me, that performance, it just showed that we lack that kind of striker. Maybe like you can call Greenwood and Rashford forwards almost, but we don't have someone in our in our team, obviously, except Cavani, who seems to absolutely be hungry for all of those different types of goals. And I think we need that all-round number nine. Obviously, we've heard Haaland being mentioned, but I don't think in our current ranks we've got him. Like to me... Greenwood, um, obviously, still got to develop, so it's still to be seen. But him, Rashford and Martial kind of look like, to me, like the new sort of inside forwards where they play on the wings and still bag a lot of goals. But I don't know if they can do that all-round number nine job. Um, I think all of them have aspects. You put them all together, you probably get your perfect number nine. Um, I think you put your, your, your money on Greenwood. He, he's a coldest finisher. I think where his issue comes in is his development physically. I think that's probably what's holding him back the most. But he's only 19, so it's not something that I'm particularly worried about at this point. Um, the movement is the movement you can learn the movement, you know? The movement you can learn the movement, you can learn the patterns, you can that's that's coaching. Uh, that's an aspect of coaching in there. Um you can see like even to bring, I hate to bring up Marshall because he's going through a horrible patch of form, but there's just a general busyness that you want your number nine to have. They shouldn't be static. They should always be on their toes. And you watch that in comparison to the performance that Aubameyang gave for um, Arsenal um, against um, Wolves. And that's a guy who's probably one of the most prolific strikers in Europe over the last five to seven years. But he was missing chances because he wasn't on his toes. Generally, he is. He's generally in and around the box sniffing. And it's an application thing, mainly. That stri your strike has to make that run constantly all game all game all game you make that run 50 times 49 times no one's going to pick you out the 50th time they get you and you end up getting a goal or that run is creating space for somebody else to do something dangerous so i think for the foreseeable until his form turns around marshall we're talking about now um you start him him rashford and cavani together uh, and rashford, as marshall gets his confidence and his sharpness back uh we, we put him back up top um, I think what you said there is just, I think with Rashford and Marshall, I think they're very 
petulant when they make so for example when we talk about making that same move over and over again because they will see that if the ball's not coming to them they'll just stop making that move so like that's something that you can't do as a striker you have to make the movements all the time especially Marshall has to make the movements all the time but Marshall usually makes 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 a movement based on who has the ball so if he sees Pogba or Bruno has the ball he will make that run because he's confident will find them but even at that point like you said if you make the run you create space for someone someone else that, that will still open up space so yeah just generally like you say, Marshall's in terrible form, and we just saw just the difference in terms of the movement. He's just he's just a killer. Like at the end of the day, that that was just that was just a bit of rolling back the year. So it was good to see. But there was uh, another performance I want to talk about, which was Donny Van, Van der Beek, who was um who was very impressive to me personally. Um, some some people said he was uh average or he didn't do much but personally when you see the madness of Bruno seeing the tranquility of Donny van der Beek is just very it does warm my heart so I wanted to come to um Stevie about van der Beek since you love Bruno with, with all your heart um yeah I think it's all about balance in it and I think we've struggled to have a midfielder who looks confident in possession probably since the days of of Carrick and Scholes. Um so I think I, I liked I liked the um the differing characteristics of the midfield yesterday because you have Matic who positionally is probably probably the most astute we have of the, of the defensive midfielders. Fred in terms of the pressing um, he's all over it, chasing balls down and, and giving us lots of energy. And then we have Bruno, who's obviously just there to, to put up numbers on the board. But in Van der Beek, we had someone who we we really lack in the team, which is someone who's actually confident um, in possession, can take the ball under pressure and knows what to do with it every single time. And that should, in effect, be what Pogba is able to do. But I guess he's a bit more... Um, in and out with his form and I don't want to slander him because it's more about Van der Beek but I just thought his ability to pick the right decision and the right ball each time just made our play pretty calm and I think it's probably what is making United fans overgas his performance because we're just not used to seeing anyone who's competent in possession for 90 minutes so um, yeah it was encouraging to see I thought it did like I thought the formation did take away a bit of our width and that's why I think Cavani helped when he came on as well because he's played out wide for PSG um, and so was stretching the game a bit. But in terms of Van der Beek and that diamond, I thought the personnel in midfield uh, was was really well balanced and, and he played really well. He should, he needs to keep his spot. It was weird because at the end of the game when we was holding on for the win, there was three times Van der Beek got the ball and he'd just done a very simple thing and he just found a man in space, which was Rashford, just switched the ball three times. And then I... And then I looked at myself and thought, why am I so impressed with a midfielder being able to find someone in space? And it just really shows how shocking my football club has been over these past few years. But um, Michael, going forward, do you think we should keep the diamond? And if we do keep the diamond, do you think we should keep it with the same personnel? Um, the diamond, to be honest, I know people were saying earlier that they thought we were indecent in the first half. I kept on seeing Mason and Rashford hitting the wing. So every time 
or dropping deep to get the ball. So every time the midfielders had the ball, if they're looking up, they got someone in the wing. There was no one as a focal point to hit. If, for me, if you're going to play the 4-4-2 diamond, you got to, in this team anyway, you got to have at least either Cavani or Martial. I don't think, because at least they are more in the striker mode, even though Martial is, I'm sometimes he a nine, is he a winger? But, oh, forward, I should say. But I think to have a focal, if you're going to do 4-4-2, you've got to have a focal point. I kept on seeing Mason and Rashford hitting the wings. So you can change the personnel, but maybe put Cavani there. It's not my favourite position, uh, formation, sorry, especially with our full-backs. Tellez gets up, but sometimes uh, Juan Bissaka doesn't want to get forward. We know that's not your strong point. So you lose a bit of balance. If you're going to have a tight midfield and everyone's sort of tucked in, then you've got to have the, the full-back very comfortable to push forward. That's probably why you kept on getting Rashford and Greenwood hitting the wings because the full-backs weren't making the difference. My preferred formation is 4-3-3. Um, with maybe one more defensive and two sort of more forward-thinking um, midfielders, or at least someone who's got to be more defensive, i.e. a Fred. And then you've got Van der Beek, who can, he's comfortable playing the sixth position. And then you've got uh, Bruno a bit more further forward to uh, link up with the sort of striker and uh, uh, other forwards. I hear that. I hear that. Um, so, Mariah, so that win was actually quite influential because Arsenal lost. Well, actually, Arsenal 14th, it, it doesn't matter. Liverpool drew. Um, Chelsea and Spurs drew. Leicester lost. Uh, I think Aston Villa are drawing right now. Southampton, who are above us, they lost. Everton lost. Um, so quite a few of those who are above us lost and think right now we are five points off the top with a game in hand and our game in hand's Burnley away and that's in January I think but if we keep up this form and uh, we win our game in hand we could potentially be in, in somehow in a title race maybe do you think Mar- Mariah? For those of you who aren't watching I'm doing the Mbappe shoulder shrug to the uh, PSG Ultras. Listen, we got West Ham on, on, on Sunday and that, that is going to be a big, big game um, for us in terms of what you're discussing. Um, Oli, how, how does he do it? How the hell does he do it? How the hell does he get in a position where he has been poor and we've been poor for the majority of the season, but we're sniffing, um, we're sniffing the top of the table? It's ridiculous. And I've decided and I've accepted that him and Bruno as a duo... They are unstoppable. <laughs> so basically, what he's realised now is that this, for all his faults, this Bruno Fernandez guy is going to be—he's going to do things which show up on the stat sheet, which lead to positive results. So I'm going to let him do whatever he wants, and I'm literally going to build my whole team around getting the most out of Bruno Fernandez. And just to go back to Donny Van der Beek, what was also good to see about him is that he's industrious. So you know when players come from across the continent. And you're like, are they going to be able to adjust to the physicality of the Premier League and stuff? He was getting stuck in. And then when he was getting stuck in, he also had the thing that Fred doesn't have, that he didn't have the, the vision, the presence of mind to then pick the right pass. To then pick, And this is why I said when I watched him a couple of times, I feel like he is the best player that we have who plays as a midfielder. While there are more, ta- more talented midfielders than him in our squad, how they decide to use those talents across 90 minutes is, is questionable. Um, I think... 
um, I'm not going to say our luck's going to run out, but I, I've seen what I've seen, isn't it? I, I don't think it's sustainable. Um, Bruno is sustainable, but I don't think across 90 minutes, the amount of players we have not necessarily playing well, I think across the season, we're going to, we're going to lose more than we're, we're, we're going to win, to be honest with you. We, apart from Cavani's cameo, we don't really have an attacker who's firing. Rashford's got two and nine. Martial hasn't scored a league goal. Greenwood hasn't scored a league goal. Um, Daniel James, we won't even talk about him because Oli doesn't use him anymore. Pogba is completely in the mud. The team is now pulling out results. And listen, that whole midfield played well. Fred was really good on um, Sunday as well, especially in the second half. He was winning the ball high up the pitch. He was finding players. He almost even got on the end of Rashford. Fred's trying to score goal. Like, what's going uh, on, guys? Mario, <laughs> uh, you lot, I think you lot are slightly a bit too critical of Fred. Like, I think if you play him in the pivot and maybe with Van der Beek, who's obviously competent in possession, if he just gets the ball and gives it to Van der Beek, keeps it, keeps it simple, then he does like a really important job for our team. How many men are we going to have who just keep it simple? Like we need some, <laughs> we need some guys that are actually gonna be doing progressive things on the yeah, ball. Yeah. So, um, I like him in, in in spurts, but he's obviously not good enough. But I'll give him credit when he when he plays well. Um, I honestly do not know what to make of this team. It's an absolute like what what are we? Who are we? Like we're coming. I don't. Yeah, I honestly don't know what to make of this team because this week we'll be happy, yeah. But you know we can't win three league games on the trot. So right. in two weeks, we will be here starting a mutiny again. Like, yeah. there's, there's no two ways about it. Right. But I think, I think it shows as well how much we need, like, a right winger. And I think Diallo's right-footed, isn't he? Yeah. Um, no, but someone... He's left no, He's left-footed. He cuts in. Oh, he's, he's left-footed. Right but I feel like we need... We just need someone. Because, obviously, Wan-Bissaka is not giving us any whip. So we need he's someone desperately... Up. He's still sticking up. Don't you guys forget that. Like, he's still Wan-Bissaka in it up. <laughs> Bam. So we just we just need that option Walker roll. <laughs> that Walker roll, yeah, Wambasaka thirty. So oh, hold on, if you had your wish, Elijah, how do yeah. you line up? <laughs> if, if, if I had my, my wish, <laughs> it'll be yeah. it'll be a four three three. It would be Henderson, Wambasaka. I mean, we don't have any centre backs that. Off, off it, except for Maguire and Lindelof, so they'll play anyway. Tellez, then I'll have Matic, Van der Beek, Pogba, Bruno right, Rashford left, Marshall uh, uh, up top. All right, all right then. Yeah, that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, the silence was definitely. Hello, meet here from Touchline Frackers. 2020 has already reshaped how we work, and it's almost over. So businesses all over the globe have been challenged to be their most efficient, and that means that every single hire that they have is critical. Indeed are the number one job site in the world, with more total visits than any other job site. Indeed helps you find quality candidates quickly, so you can focus on hiring the right person for your business. Unlike other job sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. So you only pay for what you need. And now, Indeed's new way of matching you with candidates instantly delivers a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job criteria that you can contact the moment you sponsor a job, making Indeed the only job site that can move as fast as you do. Right now, 
Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out for a free $75 credit at Indeed.com forward slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com forward slash BlueWire. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. When I spit bars in a ring, man, I go hard like Santan. <laughs> I know, I know, because I, I know it's sickening, but that's that me. Is, that's terrorism right there, bro. That's me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, you, I'm nasty. You, you I just, ride that one on your I respect it, and I think also we've got to give Ollie some credit. He made he made um a big change of taking off. I don't necessarily say a big change, but when Cavani came on, I was kind of like, really. And he, he's, he's come on to the effect of two goals and an assist. So we've got... Oh, to yeah. Yeah, yeah, 100%. That's a managerial decision, definitely. And, and he um, set up the team in a way that we're managing to, while not necessarily look impressive, we're managing to pull out results. We know, we saw what Southampton did to us the back end of last season. We remember the pod after how rattled we were. Um, mm. Across the 90, like, they didn't really have a clear chance in the whole second half. Across the 90... Yeah, we snuffed them it out. Really came down to, it really came down to... Um, a great corner from um, Ward Prowse and a great freak, a good free kick from Ward Prowse as well. Other than that, we kept them pretty, pretty um, um, quiet. Obviously, Ings didn't play, but you can see we progressed the ball a lot quicker through midfield. So guys weren't sitting on it so the press could come. At times, De Gea was going a bit longer and bypassing the midfield completely. So there seems to be a sense of some understanding. Is it vibes? Is it understanding? Is he improving? That's vibes, bro. Find, all... out, find out on the next episode of Muga, man. <laughs> <laughs> but, bro, I've uh... watched the next episode. I know how it ends. Hey, <laughs> hey, man. That's still a long way to go. So considering we've still got Champions League, um, if we weren't, dickheads in Turkey we would have been through by now but obviously we have to get one point in our next two games to qualify uh, we've got PSG at, at home next um, so it's going to be a weird one because PSG um, they're looking terrible right right now they lost a 2-0 lead to Monaco recently they obviously lost to us they lost to Leipzig They even in their win versus Leipzig they got battered I heard and they only beat Istanbul 1-0 so they're not looking too pretty um, what do you think of that matchup going into the game Michael I was scared before our way fixture and I'm scared now anytime you've got sort of Neymar and Mbappe on the pitch they, they can make magic happen even though they've not been in the best of form them guys are world class players and when they get going, it could be scary. It depends if they want it and if their supporting cast are with it. But at the same time, that said, it's a weird one because in the league, we've been terrible at OT. Absolutely shocking at OT. But in the Champions League, we, we've scored, what, nine goals, conceded one? Albeit against lesser opposition. So it literally just depends what team's going to come out. Is it going to be the Champions League version or is it going to be the league version? If it's the league version... Maybe we can sneak out a little win. If it's a champion, uh, no, if it's the league version, then we're getting spanked. If it's a Champions League version, maybe maybe we can sneak a cheeky one or two nil. Now let, let me let me correct that. Two one, they'll score. I think they have to score. <laughs> <laughs> with that, with that, with that forward line, they're scoring regardless, whether I like it or not. So I re- it really just depends what what team what team and the mentality they go out with because in the league, 
yeah, obviously Tottenham put six uh, before us, and that could have been more in that game. So if they come out on that mentality, it's going to be a cricket score. What the hell was yeah. that? What? That was not know. the sound you were trying to make. No, I, I was trying to make a woo-wee. <laughs> a, a sound of fear. I don't know. That, that's the woo-wee. sound I make when I'm scared. Right. That's the sound of fear. Is that the sound of that's fear? That's my sound when I'm in fear. That's that's my fearful sound. That's what you do when you're in a position Patience. scared. Patience. 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 I hate that sound. Yeah, they hear every day. They hear every day. Every day. Stevie. I think... Yeah, we seem to um have three formations settled now. Where three at the back, diamond or four two three one, the infamous four two three one. What do you think we're going to set up as with as when we face PSG? Um, that's an interesting one. I I don't know what he's going to go with Ole. You like he actually flings flings out tactical surprises for fun. Um, so I, I genuinely don't know how we're going to line up. I don't even know at this point what formation I'd prefer because it seems it's more down to how the personnel are feeling on the day rather than what formation we seem to fit in. Um, but I just, I just, I just need us to turn up because this this two short guy has been stealing a living since since his Dortmund days. Like this guy is is clueless. So I think if we just have a decent defensive shape. All we need, as you said, is is a point. So if we're there to nick it um, and and just keep it tight at the back, try not to concede more than one, then then I'll be happy with that. But I'm not too sure how we'll line up. But I do want to see Van der Beek playing um, because I think we do need to try and, and retain possession as much as possible. I want to see Cavani playing against his whole his his old team and giving us a bit of aerial threat. And obviously he'll have the added incentive and. Um, yeah, I probably want to see Marshall playing as well. So if we can do that, that um, four-three-three with Cavani, Marshall, and and Rashford, I think that might bode well for uh, Champions League and the rest of the season as well. Apparently, that was one of the main reasons Cavani signed for for us because he saw the draw. He saw we'll be facing P- PSG, and he said, "Boy, <laughs> you better get me <laughs> on that." No, well, he... that that is generally <laughs> apparently one of the reasons why he signed for us. Exactly. Like, well, well, yeah, yeah, that's apparently one of the reasons. I'm, I'm being serious. <laughs> he, he's apparently, uh, he loves he's it. He loves it. We've, we've got to play him because he's gonna. He's not gonna be playing in the league. <laughs> oh, oh, oh yeah, he's about. He's about to catch yeah. that ban, boy. He's gonna. Eat, he's gonna eat a long one. Jeez. Yeah, yeah. Well, 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 are we gonna talk about that or are we gonna cover to that after the PSG game? <laughs> <laughs> Rashford needs a rest. Yeah, I think so he does. Cavani up top, uh, uh, Marshall on the left. Who's on the right? <laughs> you know who. I just throw it that name, man. He'll run, man. He'll run. Who? Nah, Stevie, stop this. <laughs> stop this, man. Stop this. He's just, he's just, he's just messing. He's just having too much fun. You love you go run too much. He'll run up and down. Nah, Stevie, so scary, stop this, man. man. Stop this. Stop this. The only, the only <laughs> reason I'd, I'd, I'd want to see Dan, Dan James versus PSG is if we're holding on with five minutes to go and he's playing right wing back. Apart from that, there's absolutely no need for him in any football match. You, you must not be named. We've got a couple of players like look, looking like Lord Voldemort out there still. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, hey, where's, where's Lingard? Lingard, he's Lingard, um, doing JBL adverts. 
he was self isolated for he he was injured first and was self isolating because he was around someone who had COVID. So he's just back now. Um, that guy's not a footballer anymore. He's a full time carer. So um, yeah. That's peak, man. I feel like I feel like we need someone who can do a defensive job against Neymar okay. and just track back. Why did you ask about Lingard then? No, I was saying I feel like we need someone oh, who can I do a defensive job. Who comes to mind? Well, what Fred just to stick on Neymar, just like one or like just Neymar will, get Fred, Neymar will get Fred sent off. He better be it's, that's a dangerous game, bro. Like, what, what, who, who else is there? Who else is there? Matthew hasn't got the legs. We have not got a player of the profile which Stevie requests. Where's Paul Pogba, please? By the way, he's Has he got ankle ankle still so, so swollen. Right. Swollen from what? He hasn't been playing any football, fam. That's he what he played like three games in three uh, in a week for France. No, he yeah. is in. Um, yeah, he, he's, he's, he's in played, but he's not played football. Apparently, what does that mean? He ain't been balling. <laughs> but um, yeah, apparently, uh, Solskjaer said he'll see how he is in training. That's what. But that's what he said the last few games. So, but his ankle keeps having a reaction and keeps swelling up. So. Uh, but it's but not the same ankle that. Then. It's not the same ankle that uh, ha- caused him the problem as last year, so that's a good sign. So hopefully we'll be back soon. Um, yeah, he played both of them last time, innit? McTominay and Fred. So I'm sure he'll revert to what he trusts in it. To even though we're at home playing a sort of defensive sort of midfield, two midfield, two defensive midfielders. Sorry, Fred and McTominay. Um, um, just from what I was reading, Akadi's not going to be playing, and Drax is not going to be available. Uh, I think no Draxler is touch and go. Verratti was came off the bench on the weekend, um, and there was someone else who is was ruled out as well. So um, I'm not sure what they're going to play in midfield. But if it's anything like the midfield they played the first game, I'll be very happy because that was a midfield. Oh, Herrera and Gay. Herrera, Gay, and Marquinhos. That's just plumbing central, just full of plumbers. Just yeah, no, no. Nah, nah. They'll have Rafael Bright will play in it. If they get Bray, and if they got Angel, Neymar, uh, Mbappe, I don't know. Maybe I don't know if they're gonna start Moise Keane or not. So yeah, you know, you know, you know, they're a good team. They're a very good team. They got and good they, players. I don't think they're a good team. What you yeah. said? What you said? They got good. I think if Verratti, if Verratti plays, it could get it could get very long for us. But I, I do think it will get as well. Oh no! So yeah. he's just come back from injury recently. So he, he he just come off the bench recently. So I'm not sure if he will start. But um, yeah. Because I don't think if he plays three midfield, unless he plays the diamond again, if he plays three midfield, he's gonna do McTominay, Fred. He he can't drop Bruno. He will never drop Bruno. So that may mean that Van der Beek doesn't start. If he does, if he goes back to three midfield, yeah, that's probably why Bruno he started really... against Southampton as well. Mm. Like we need Bruno to rise it one more time. Still, nah, he's got it in him, man. That guy, I love it. I hate it, but I love it. (laughs) 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 But uh, we alluded to it earlier. Um, In his joyous moods, um, Cavani, (laughs) he... um... (laughs) 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 I just just want to hear how you intend to cover this, (laughs) Elijah. (laughs) In his joyous mood... um, he said a word which could be uh, interpreted in a number of ways. One of the ways is as a racial slur. Um, in Uruguay, 
it has taken on a bit of a different meaning where it can apply to a whole load of ethnic races, not just a, a black per, per person. It can mean as a friend. But considering he's in England and considering it, considering the cases of Bernardo Silva and Ali, it's looking very likely that he will get a fine and a ban. Um, what do you think about the whole situation in general? And also, do you see any compar- compar- comparison with Suarez at all? Because apparently they use the same word when they actually didn't. Um, um, yeah, go on, Michael. Sorry. Um, you know what? I think I just want to replay because in the WhatsApp group on Sad on Sunday, it was just a wave of emotions because obviously initially we're all like we're all gassed that Cavani scored two goals, we're all excited, and then I think uh, the post gets put in that he says the Grito, and we're like, what? On oh, my day, he used that word. He used the word, and then obviously it was the context. Obviously, you're saying Frank. I think a friend complimented him, and then. Um, Obviously, you're saying it as you're using it in that context of the form of endearment, and then it was like, okay, fine. And then it then Tom put a post of him with the Jamaican Olympic team, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> so there's like, oh right, he's cool with black people. Then it's not a biggie. And then, <laughs> and then you see him saying that the Jamaican team's an African team, and you're like, oh god, like this Cavani, he's <laughs> he's he's really not helping himself at all. You know what? At all. If if this came out. And he hadn't scored two goals, we would have buried him. The fact that he scored two goals have got people tweaking. Has got people tweaking. Obviously, intent is important here. And his intent was like you say in Uruguay, it has multiple meanings. So his intent wasn't to cause offense. Um, but the FA have to go by the letter of the law. And when you use those sort of terms, the, they have to throw the, they have to throw the book at you. So am I annoyed at him for saying it? Not really, because he didn't know what he was saying when he was saying it. But when you add the other stuff, it gets spicy. (laughs) (laughs) That that Jamaica being an African team. But listen, this is the ignorance. These guys are just, um, these guys are jocks, isn't it? They're athletes. Um, They don't know much about, they don't know much about black people or our our history or our heritage. So um, what what more do you expect, really? I'm not surprised. It's I mean, you have, to, you, you have to consider that he's a Uruguayan. He spent seven years in Italy. I'm not surprised that he's not very clued up on the... <laughs> there, are, there are some sweeping generalizations. Elijah's <laughs> not playing lie. games. I, I can't lie. <laughs> no, nah, but they don't, you know, but the Italian FA don't give a toss, man. We've seen, yeah, exactly, we've seen, like, we've seen their attempts in it. The Italian FA... Don't give a toss. Yeah. I think though, nothing. I think in this case, obviously, like we know the the meaning of the word in, in Uruguay. And, and I think sometimes like just apply a bit of common sense. Obviously, the FA could go and ban him, but you know he's not used it in any offensive manner, and you know what the term means to to the country. So it's cultural ignorance on Cavani's part, but I also feel like it's cultural ignorance on the FA's part if they decide to ban him because then mm-hmm. they're just ignoring, um, they're just ignoring Uruguayans in general. Um, no, so they have to. I, they like, have to. Obviously, no, because, we can't be spending years saying Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter, and then obviously someone is using a racial slur against Black people, yeah, but, and then they seem to be oh ignoring it. Obviously, they 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 won't be fearful of that they're gonna get absolutely castrated. 
So that's probably nah, why. But then on the but people listen on the Black Lives Matter issue, like I don't want to turn it into a political podcast, but there's hmm. no benefit is going to come from banning someone. Like it's just you need to educate people. The ban in itself is not going to do anything. So I think the education piece is, is more important than that. And and he will be educated, and he's not he's not a twat. Like he's not done it with any any mm-hmm. intent. He's mm-hmm. So I think that's to me that's more important for the FA rather than be seen to be doing performative gestures. But but you know they're gonna go with the performative gesture. But yeah, to be honest, yeah. um, one of the few times I actually completely agree with you. Um, that wasn't his intention. So for them to ban him for it is just them. Just yeah, no nuance what whatsoever. He put up an apology today. Listen. We need his goals in it, so boy. Morals out the window, innit? <laughs> Opposition fans are gonna be asking for him to be banned, not because they were offended by what he said, but he's loading now. He's loading, yeah, so yeah, trust, boy, trust um, it's, yeah. it's unfortunate the timing couldn't have been worse after a, a great performance and, and putting in that win for us. But I'm I'm with Stevie jokes aside. Um, yeah, it really makes no sense for, for them to, to to ban him when that clearly wasn't his intention. Agreed. I just think they they want to they probably want to be seen to do the performative stuff, especially after their was it chairman? What's the what's that guy that had to get had to duck out last month? What's he doing? He was giving evidence at Parliament, yeah. and then he, he was using outdated terms in it. So they have to be consistent with that and make sure they're looking like even though there's no nuance to it, they have to be seen to be looking like they're doing the right thing, and and that's where United fans are going to suffer. So um, Bernardo Silva for. Well, he done something worse where he compared Mendy to a black cartoon c- character and said compare the difference with a child- childhood picture. Uh, he got a one game ban, uh, 50k fine, and I think he had to do an educational course. Ali for his coronavirus video where about Chinese people, he got a one game ban, 55k fine, and had to do an educational course as well. So. If that is the case, it's looking like Cavani will get the same thing. Um, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. There's precedence for it. Even if you didn't mean it in that way, it's more about offending people than it is uh, the context that it was used in as Are seen. Any of you offended? Huh? Are any of you offended? No, not no, really. no, no. no. I'm not going to lie. That was a great source of banter and entertainment. <laughs> for my, my Sunday evening. I'm going to keep it real. You were yeah, nah, the nah, lads, eh? Nah, uh, yeah. I wasn't offended personally, but people will will be. I mean, yeah. So, I guess we won't see him. I'm not I'm not sure when they're going to decide that or not. Um, they took a while with Bernardo Silva and Ali. Um, we'll see if they char- charge him or not. But, um, yeah, they're investigating as of now. So, um, yeah, that is Cavani and how he almost spoiled a great day. I love when they say investigating. Like, it's done. Like, yeah, yeah it's, it's literally. Like, it's done. <laughs> <laughs> it was put on, on your, the whole committee of five to investigate. <laughs> Did you post that on your Instagram? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was me. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be back in two months still. <laughs> Waste of time, man. All right, now let's get into some listeners' questions. Um, there's a few. Oh, I don't. All right, so there are two questions. 
that address the same topic, and I'll read them both out. One is from Piosh. Uh, what do you reckon is going on with Rashford on the pitch? His performances have been underwhelming. And another one is from Ezino. When will Rashford watch series begin? LOL. What has question? Sorry. When will when will Rashford watch series begin? LOL. That was the second question, wasn't there? Two. Oh yeah. So, so the first one was, what do you reckon is going on with Rashford on the pitch? His performances have been underwhelming. Um, funnily enough, he's done well in the Champions League. He's been prolific. He's grabbed goals. Uh, he's even played uh, so promisingly from the right that I wouldn't mind seeing him there for an extended uh, period of time. I think he's been unlucky. I think he's a bit tired as well. The games have come thick and fast. Um, I'm not worried to be honest. He's getting into good positions. Uh, his execution needs to be better, but yeah, I literally just think he he needs a rest. But yeah, I'm not particularly worried about Rashford, to be honest with you. I think the question of him is pretty pathetic, to be fair. I mean, considering the form of Marshall, considering the form of Greenwood, even though he is young, to come out and question Rashford when the whole team as a whole haven't been creating ch- haven't been creating chances, and they've been pretty poor. Like he. I mean, he's got, what, two goals and nine. And, of course, he needs to make the bare decisions evidenced by the chance where he should have squared Cavani, even though he was offside. And there were multiple times where he kept kinding on his right foot when the space was out left. But to come here and say um, performance has been underwhelming. I, and we just do we do this too much with him, to, to be honest. I think we're, we're, whenever he's doing badly, we're just far too harsh on him. And he just needs a bit of space because, like, at the end of the day, if we look if we look at him holistically, he's got seven in fifteen, I think. So it's not that bad. A lot of that's come to Champions League, but if you're just looking at numbers as we do for certain other guys, he's doing okay. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm 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 with you. I'm with you. And to be fair to you, I was probably. Um, back in the last season, start of this season, in that camp where um, probably when he did well, didn't sing his praises enough. And when he didn't do so well, was onto his back a bit more. Um, and I just got a bit more context. Like he, he's come back from injuries. He carried the team for a large part of last season. Uh, what he did against uh, Leipzig was amazing. Um, and he's still like, when, when we're not even able to link the play to the attack, he's taking the ball. He's taking guys on one-on-one beating people off pure instinct and, and muscle memory. Um, and the last part of his evolution is what you mentioned there, Elijah, which is the decision-making. Once he gets the decision-making down, um, he's going to be a monster. So um, I feel like we've been having that conversation for a few years, but he's only 23, man. Yep. He's been around for ages, but he's literally only 23. So Rashford is the, is the least of my worries, personally speaking. Yeah, we need to. I feel like we do need to sing his praises more. We're way too harsh on him. And obviously, he's got another part-time job feeding the country as well. So he's probably yeah. a bit fatigued from that as well. So, you know, what? we've got to cut him. We've got to cut him a bit more slack. He does the business for us more often than not. And if you look at our wide men and our forwards, he's probably the most reliable at the minute. So, yeah. Not even probably he is. And again, he had his imprint on, on the game on... on... Sunday, you got the assist for the winning goal. So, do you think Oli can take him to the next level, like Pep took Sterling to the next level? No, he can't. Oh, actually, Michael, he can't. But I mean, that is just an <laughs> issue. That's just it. That's just an issue that we have because now 
we're at a point where now's the perfect time. I'm, I'm, I think Sterling was around the stage when Pep got, got, got hold of him. Perfect time for a manager to come in and say, yeah, this is what you do. You work on the movements, you work on the decision-making, then he goes clear. But we're going to pers- persist with this guy with this just vibes attitude and it's gonna I'm not I, I don't want to see him get wasted personally and I feel like if he is I feel like if he is capped at a certain level then it will just make me so sad but ho- hopefully he doesn't c- come like, to that I feel like with Rashford obviously because he's been playing at United and he's he's been in the first team probably not due to his own fault, more in terms of our squad quality for so long that we forget how old he is. And if you look at the top players in the league, like people like um, Mane, people like Salah, people like Ronaldo when he came in, like these people, they they peak at like 26, 27, do you know what I mean? So he's still got he's still got another year to go and he's still got time to find his consistency and his true level. There will be inconsistencies. He is still young, so... We gotta cut him a bit more slack and, and show him a bit more love. He's still young, he's 23, he's still got a bit of time. Martial's what 25 this week. So you know it's, it's, you can't, we can't mention one without mentioning the other, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm I'm sorry, I'm going off the point of obviously these guys are getting to their sort of formative sort of years, the years where you want to see it's not your young player anymore. It's the time where you're like, okay, deliver now. And I'm just saying that Rashford's just turned 20, well, turned 23 a month ago. Rashford's, Rashford turned 23. Marshall's 25 soon. So they get into nature. It's like, rah, like, are we, are we going to miss the opportunity to coach them a bit more? That's the point I'm getting to. Not, not that I'm trying to compete the two. And it's only the right man to, you know. I think for them, um, the, the biggest kind of um, influence on their, their stats, if we're talking about from a stats perspective, is the system that they play in. Um, they've been in and around the first team for five, six years now. Not once have they played in a team that consistently produces good opportunities for, for mm. their attackers. And a lot of the best work that they do is off their own back, um, especially in the case of uh, Rashford and Marshall at his best. Um, but yeah, despite that, when you do get yourselves into those positions, your execution needs to be top-notch because that execution turns to seven goals in 15 to 10 goals in 15 and tens the two league goals in nine games to five league goals in nine games and you're one in two without pens um and from wide those are top top numbers so he's almost there he's almost there he, he influences the game with his speed with his directness his ability to score goals he can pick out a pass he's got a lot to his game man he's got a lot to his locker and we're really lucky to have the, um, the, the, that level of talent coming through our academy and um, not too far behind his heels, Mason too. So, um, yeah, man, he's fully got my backing. Cool, cool. Uh, next question is from uh, Adams One, Harry Adams, my guy. Um, yes or no from all the cast members? Should we sell Pogba this January? Yes. No. Oh, no, not in January, sorry. No, not no, in no. January. I think January is always a silly time to sell. And, not in January. Uh, in January. <laughs> no. Yo, you know, you know, I'm so against Pogba that I just got excited by the question. Yes. And then I deep the timing later. Like, the timing <laughs> <on my> <laughs> 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 uh, 
And then the second part is, should we cash him on Marsh? Yeah. Did, did he put a when? No, just should we cash him on Marsh? Yeah. Not for now. Not for now. You know what? Yeah. Season. If we can get about 50 M's for Marshall, you I think we can go out. I think you're insane. Then he cost about that. How much did he cost? He How cost. Many do I think he's worth on this market. He he's worth more. He's worth more than we than we put him for. What number, you, what number on it? Huh? I think you can get about eight, eighty million for Marshall. Eighty. Sixty-five. I think, I think eighty. Yeah, he's twenty-five. He's got years ahead of him. He's young, quick. He scored twenty-three goals last season. Depends how this season goes. You think Barca need my boy? That's a mad. That's a mad I think, yeah, I think 80. 65, I think 65 makes okay, it. Yeah, I think pitch, um, pitch him at 80, man. Don't pitch him too low. Would I sell him? No. But, man, I need Marshall. I need to see something now. Um, yeah, it's, it's getting harder to defend. It's getting harder to defend him because he's gone back to the middling application. And the middling application is the difference between him being mayor and him being a top attacker. Um yeah, let, let, let ask me that question again at the end of the season. Um, but yeah, if it continues in this vein and he goes back to that Marshall who one week we're happy with him, the next week we're not happy with him, then yeah, um, this ends and then we, we, we get some cash on it um, and we, we look for a new, a new striker. Yeah, I think, I think, I think we can move on from him. I'm not even, I'm not even saying it from a perspective where I don't think he's going to turn out to be this all-round amazing player that he is. But I just think right now, like, where he is is probably not quite right for us. And we're quite reliant on him becoming successful for for our club to prosper. And so I think if we depart from him for the right money, we could bring in the sort of number nine with a profile that we actually need, and it wouldn't be a bad deal for all parties. Uh, Harland. Why would he come here? So his dad hates United. He might do. He played for City. And his dad was a crap player, man. His dad don't no, know. No, Rick Keane took out his dad, man. That's why he ended his dad's career. His dad played for Leeds as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he played for Leeds. Yeah, well. Leeds. So boy, that's a that's a hell of a combination. Yeah, he, he, but, but if you're Haaland, if you're Haaland, why did you come to Manchester United? Because Ole speaks Norwegian. Then why didn't you come here initially? Bro, bro, look, his look, dad look, told him not to, fam. His dad, his dad told him, look. I said, I'm not the negotiator. I'm asking you what, one question. No, he's barely negotiating. I ain't got the answer this way. I bought you your first TV. Put in all. This is from DMF. No, no, no. I want to hear what you what you think, Elijah. About me? Mm. No. I wouldn't cash him on him. I think it would be silly. I just keep him. If he's not good enough to get into 11, you keep him on the bench. That's someone you keep. Because to, 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 like, to be honest, if you're trying to build a good team, if you want someone there who's going to try and compete for places, Marshall can be someone who can try and compete, compete for places. Like selling him and then bringing in someone else, of course it will make the first team better. But why not just buy someone else and just keep him, and then we have a much better team? 
Like, that's what the, that's what I don't get about the need to sell him. Yeah, he on the left and he can play up top. So yeah, we we can we can keep him. What's he on? Close to two hundred bags a week. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's just United. We have our our keepers with between them earn five hundred k. Yeah, yeah. I've also done the maths. Don't don't, don't worry about that. Um, yeah, yeah. Cool. Fair enough. We keep him hanging around, loitering, loitering, yeah. hoping for that for that one season when he explodes, man. I mean, just to, to after what he did last season, just to to what he's doing, what he's serving up now is just it's making me sick, man. No, oh no, he's been too far of a drop, man. There should be a bare minimum standard you don't drop below, even if you're having stinkers. Your stinkers yeah, and that standard, you probably can't even see it from where he where he's playing at the moment, man. He's, he's been really poor, really poor. But there's no, I, I mean, there's no reason he should be. He just needs to get better, and that's it. But I mean, to to, to be honest, this was bound to happen. I mean, that second season when the expectations go up, you either sustain it or there might be a dip, and then. Who, who knows if he can get it back up? Hopefully he does. But I mean, this dip for me was always going to come. So it, it's just really, it's just a how yeah, he to dip. So after his first, so after we were like his first season up top, most prolific season. Mm-hmm. We're going to give him a second season, yeah. and he's going to start the season with everybody around him. You thought he would dip? I thought that it would be a thing where initially, once the season started again, because because the season stopped. He's not playing week in, week out again. It stopped. There was a hard stop. And then he comes back. We're not really fit. No preseason. I I didn't think it was going to carry this on from the start. I, I I didn't think he would start fast. But by now, I'm expecting more. Like, it's about to be December. He has got a goal in the league. Um, Kate, I think Kane has more goals and assists combined. than he has shots on goal. Yeah, he's got a shot on target or something like that, is it? He's got two. He's he got, two got two versus... Got that was a banner from rival fans. Yeah, he got two versus West Brom. I was so ha- happy. But, um, yeah, now now we need to turn that in, in, into goals. Um, D- DMF V2, Daniel, my guy, said, putting all agendas aside, what's the best midfield we can play to get results? Ignore playing certain styles, etc. because Oli doesn't have one. For me, Bruno, obviously, must. He's first name on the team sheet. And then um, I would have Van der Beek and um, Fred as double pivot. Whether or not Van der Beek can play that position is is to be seen. But in my eyes, that seems to be probably the most successful. Don't don't even worry about formations or tactics. Just what's the best midfield? Asking a question that will force you not to say Pogba, basically. <laughs> <laughs> don't worry about form, what they've done yeah. the last five years, how poor they've been this season, formation, tactics. What's our best midfield? Um, Actually, sorry, I just thinking about that. I don't, I, I don't even think that would work. But I just play it for vibes because I know Fred positionally is not going to stick at six, and Van der Beek will probably straight as well. But at this point. Just do it, man. I think Van der Beek, if he gets given the instruction to stay, he'll stay. Exactly, and he's not going to get that instruction. Van der Beek, Van der Beek, Pogba, Bruno, F it. Just get them, get all our most talented. Bang, bang. I said that on a pod a few weeks ago. If you want a proper attacking, just bun it. Don't just hope Lindelof can handle it. 
and Maguire can handle it. Just put them three there. Lindelof cannot handle it, so we'll. But you know they can't handle it. It's going to burst in flames. You know what? Let let them spray the ball about, innit? That's why I want to see it because people are starting to think Lindelof and Maguire are good again. They need to stop. They need to be serious and realize (laughs) guys need two bounces in front of them just just to just to look mid. They're not good. They make that's me sick. Oli protects them a lot. Oli protects them a lot. To, that, cap, that caps them, that caps, caps us as a team so much because you need your centre-backs to be able to deal with the high levels of physical and technical um, ability of the attackers because you're going to expose them at times, which means that your team is more potent going forward. Um, as long as you have one of your midfielders who is aware and your midfielders as a whole pay attention to not leaving them too exposed, it should work. These guys are so mid. They are so mid. You can't even... One man's not enough. One man is not enough. You need two people who are constantly in front of the two of them yeah, looking after scary. them just to look solid. So they have to do the, um, the box thing, isn't it? That's £120 million worth of defence right there. Add in one Basaka, that's £170 million. Add in Alex Tellez, that's almost £200 million. But if you chuck in Luke Shaw, that is £200 million. We spent £200 million on our current back four and I don't think any of them... Is a starter. It's not starter quality. Scary, very scary. And the thing it's not even through the lack of money. That's the most annoying thing. If it was like, rah, we've not invested enough, then you're like, cool, bring out the 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 wallet, uh, flipping Edward Wood. But it's not. It's just that we buy these players, we overspend in some cases, Alan Maguire, and we they're just not good enough. I don't know. They're not good enough. The thing about overspending as well is if the player goes on to be a success. Nobody talks about it because Thanks. you your performances are leading to positive results for your team. Positive results for your team mean more success, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. The only time you hear somebody's transfer fee be mentioned again and again is when they have not justified it. So that's 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 where we stand right now. Um, mm. What do we do with that? Because what's their resale value? What would you get if you tried to sell a Wambasaka? What would you get if you tried to sell Lindelof? What yeah. would you get if you tried to sell Shaw? What would you get if you tried to sell Maguire? You might get less half, than half. Less than half. You get probably for each of them, you'll get half of what you paid for them. Maguire, Fox. you probably wouldn't get half of what you paid for him. So where does yeah, yeah. where does that leave? On top of people not wanting to t- even take those wages on. So how good does the midfield and attack in front of them need to be for us to be successful with that back line? It's a, it's a difficult job for any any manager. Pep's coming and he's asking for four brand new ones. And a couple, every season, fam. And a every couple season. more so he doesn't have to see them man ever again. Yeah, yeah. Um, that leads on to another question that we got, actually. Uh, let me find it. Uh, any chance you reckon we'll go for Tarek Lamptey from Brighton? We should, but we won't. I would love Lamptey. He's absolutely quality. Attacking fullback, isn't it? Quality, man. He's, and he's tenacious defensively. He's tenacious mm. defensively. He reads the game. He can get up the pitch. He engages physically for a guy. So five foot five, isn't he? Small yeah, guy, but he gets about, isn't it? He's so so good. Um, yeah, we wouldn't we wouldn't go for him. It's too it's too obvious. I mean, we we would, <laughs> we would need to we would need to load up on the egg, but I mean. Apart from that, I don't even mind. I don't even mind. Apart from that, I mean, it's covered. I don't mind carrying and smelling of egg. If if Stevie's face was like that, nah, bro. Nah, he's like, bro. He was like, no, I'm not. Get this egg. Shit. <laughs> 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 
Um, and then last no. question. It's another, it's going to be another Brighton one. Thoughts on Basuma at Brighton? Seems like the complete package in midfield could replace one of of the many bums we have in that position. Yeah, man. I think he's he looks he looks a, a talent. He's probably attainable for a reasonable price. Let's just go in and strip Brighton of their black players. Take <laughs> take Lamptey, take um, take Basuma as well, and come and improve our squad. I think I think he seems like. Um, like a proper Premier League defensive midfielder, so yeah, yeah, he's he's really good. He's comfortable on the ball. He has great anticipation. He's um, good uh, physically, so he gets around and he can engage in duels and he can win duels. That role in front of our back line, I'd like to see him. I posted it one of his comps in the the Mugger chat the other the day actually. So yeah, he'd be a good signing. But they paid like what twenty five thirty million for him, did they? Yeah, he wasn't cheap. They they saw the talent and they put they put the piece down. I'm pretty sure because the first time I saw him, I went and I went and googled. Uh it was 15 mil. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, 15. Yeah, 15 I'm happy to be wrong, boy. I yeah, thought he was yeah. okay. Cool. Um, middle, yeah. Yeah. He probably cost us what double that. Yeah, 30, 35 yeah, million. Yeah. 35 million for a starting quality uh, Premier League uh, midfielder. That's 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 not um, that's not a bad bit of business. Man. Yeah, and then with that, you Rashford, can probably he's in here. He fit scores. On. Marcus Rashford takes yet another step up the ladder. So yeah, the box is there. And it's just bad for you, Ali. That's another one. Uh, I hope they enjoy their family. It defies description. How about Martial isolated? Oh, yes! Welcome to Manchester United, Anthony Martial! Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Thank you, man. Bars in my head like shampoo. Violate my squad, might bang you. Only champs in my team like man you. Yeah, like man you. Use the hashtag when you're listening to this. Comment about yeah, just comment. I'm the only one who who comments. Well, when I when I listen back to the pod, it, it needs to be more people. We need, we need to get our interactions up. So yeah, hope you enjoyed Did it. Did Mariah put the gun to your head again? There, of course, <laughs> <laughs> of course. I, um, I, I, I chat. I private messaged him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just private messaged me the toy gun and. <laughs> But yeah, see, see you next. See you next week. <laughs> Peace. <It is>. Easy. <laughs> man, even thank us for coming on nothing. <laughs> hey, man. Sports Social Podcast Network.